0: Your dream deserves to be shared with the world, and I'm here to teach you how to do it. I'm your host, Mary Diacetes, and on the Dreamers and Action Takers, we are going behind the scenes and giving you the tools and strategies that you need in order to create your dream into the reality. On Mondays, we will be going over a hype episode to give you a boost of energy that you need for the week. And on Wednesdays, you're going to be hearing from another dreamer who actually took action on that big thing that they wanted to put out into the world. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm honored that you're taking time to invest in yourself and I cannot wait to hear the results that you get from this. Are you ready? Let's go. What is poppin' party, people? Y'all, I have Katie Herman on the podcast today and let me tell you. with an air horn. And an air horn. (laughs) and an air horn. Y'all, we have already had, it's been a fire conversation this morning, and I am so grateful for Katie Herman. Katie Herman is a mindset coach. She gets to work with people to break through the thing that is holding them back. She has five incredible kids, four boys, and one baby girl who turns one month Tomorrow.
1: tomorrow and Katie
0: has an amazing miracle supernatural pain-free childbirth story that I'm super Woo-hoo. excited to hear about. So, welcome Katie. Thanks. <laughs> thank,
1: you, thank you. You want me to introduce myself for a second?
0: Yeah. What you
1: add, got? I need a little more. Yeah, so I feel like you covered it. I've been married 12. I'm adding in the details. You you got the five kids and the one girl. That's pretty much my life right now. <laughs> Um, Been married 12 and a half years to an amazing husband who is telling me that he's good with five, five is like our rounded number of, of a family. That's it. There's not going to be a six. I kept, no, I kept saying seven. I honestly, like no joke, starting at number three, I said, okay, either my number, I'm a weird numbers person. I said, either we're, we're done at three, which we thought we were for a while. I got rid of all the baby stuff. And it was like, okay, if it's not three, we're going to seven. And he's like, What? like we have not had a conversation about this so in my mind i'm still like okay we've got to just be prepared for twins at some point but we will need to like 15 live-ins to help at that point based on my calculations of how much help we need right now that's kind of where we're at so yeah five is five is, is good he says he's done we'll see um But yeah, I've been a mindset coach um, for a little over two years now. I feel like my people are like, what's your niche? Do you have a target niche? I feel like I work predominantly, which is going to be hilarious considering the conversation how we started before this recording. I help women with emotional overwhelm and I can help them because I can identify with that because especially four weeks postpartum with five kids and um, five kids under 10 to I guess the eight, I'll say ages real quick. I have a nine, seven, four. 20 month old. And, um, he's the one giving us a ringer for our run for our money right now. And uh, one month old. So yeah, I help women with emotional overwhelm because I have been there and I continue to walk through as we go through new levels of growth, we are going to continue needing to past the same level of not this it feels like the same thing but it's at a new level right like something like i thought i got over my anxiety you did now we're at a different level i thought i got over this this you know exhaustion as a mom you did then now you're a totally different person right we've recreated you the lord has recreated you so it's like yeah we walk through these similar feelings because we're at new levels it doesn't mean that you haven't grown or that you moved backwards, it means that you are moving forward, that a valley can't exist without two mountains on either side of it. So the valley that you're in is significantly showing you that there's another mountain coming. So that's what a little bit of what I do to help others
0: and help myself when I need <laughs> <laughs> when I need pep talk days. That was such a good analogy that a valley can't exist between but between two mountains
1: yes i have really been ruminating on that the last couple weeks and i just heard this amazing teaching and he was talking about um like in psalm 23 and, and david's kind of you know talking through that he's he's in this despair and then god sets a table you know before him in the presence of his enemies and he ends up on this great note and it's like you have to go like the valley of the shadow of death right and it's like you have to in order to leave the mountain of just enough just enough. I'm good with my faith. I've got good enough faith, got just enough blessing, just enough provision in order to get to the mountain of more than enough. You have to go through the Valley of not enough. And this is a cycle that repeats itself in our lives. And so I'm like, all right, for whoever can identify with Valley of not enough, not enough sleep, not enough time, not enough babysitters (laughs) that tells us that a mountain of more than enough is coming. So there's your hope. There's your hope nugget and my hope nugget that we
0: hold fastly to that's such a good analogy too, because like, you can stay on the mountain of just enough. Oh, 100%. Like you can, yeah. You can stay in good. Like, okay, this is just enough. Like, I'm fine. Like, this is, this is enough. Like, you know, but there's absolutely. No. And it's like moving towards whether you
1: want to call it your dreams or your assignment that God has for you, or just leaving that God has more for you in life. It's like, that's always going to make you leave the one place. So you just left what was familiar. It's like, yeah, we could have stayed at three kids. Obviously, I don't want less kids, but like all the things, right, that are causing my feelings right now of the valley of not enough. It's like, no, I wanted more. I believed there was more. I, you know, in business investments that you make, personal investments, where you're like, well, I could have kept that money, and now it feels wow. like the not enough. Whatever the thing is, it's like, no, you made a decision. <sighs> in faith believing that there was more for you so what if the valley doesn't mean you messed up what if the valley means you left what was familiar in faith and now this is the necessary passageway to get to like I fully believe our family is going to thrive and have an amazing time with five kids is it okay if right now we're not sleeping and we're all a little snappy at each other did we do something wrong or is that the necessary path to get to where we're going so you get to decide what the valley means
0: yeah and it breaks off that like fear and that judgment of like, Hey, I did something wrong. Totally. Oh my gosh. I've gotten coached over this aspect of like right (laughs) and wrong. And like, I did something wrong. I screwed
1: up. Like I can't do it. But if you believe that, then you'll prove that to be true. And then you'll end up back at the mountain of just enough worse off than you were. Like you completely can stall out in this Valley and decide if you move forward, because this is the necessary path to more, or if you I mean, it's whatever you believe you'll create that. And we'll get to that in my birth story as well. It's like, if mm-hmm. whatever you think is going to happen, you'll create that. So you're the faith that's required to get through the Valley is not just guaranteed. Like you have to stay in that. So that's why it's hard. Wow. It's okay yeah. that
0: It's hard. Just don't quit. That's only part. That's not okay. Like you have to keep moving through it.
1: Yeah and have in front of you know in front of you what you're moving towards or else the familiar that you knew is what you'll slide back to yeah but it won't be the same it'll be worse yeah because you had a picture of what you could have had and then you left it so there are some mindset pieces <laughs>
0: voice mode. yeah I think I got, I voice with you about this on Sunday when we were talking, but of this aspect of like, I keep getting like these analogies of like being a mom. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near bearing a mom. Like that's like not in the cards in this current season at all. But I, as you were saying that I'm like, okay, this is kind of a good transition too. Sure. Of sure. like when you're physically birthing a baby, like you can't just stop in the middle of it. Like that's not how it works. <laughs> no, but
1: Mary, here's, what's crazy is every I'm going to say every single, I didn't, this one time I did with my last four, if you birth in the natural way, and when I say natural, I mean the earth way, it can, you okay. can do it with drugs, do it without drugs that way. Every single person does want to quit. You can't quit, but I'm going to add to that. That's what, if you, if you've heard of transition where every, and that's what we see on TV where every mom freaks out and they're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, like all this, like they're, they lose their ever loving minds. No. did they have a choice in that moment to quit? No, but everybody who does it in the earth way does want to. And so one of the fascinating things about my story this time was I experienced it for myself, but even my doula that was here, as we were kind of recalling what happened a few hours after birth, she said, Katie, you never went through that. She was like, not only what was coming out of your mouth, the words that came out of your mouth, you never went through that, but even your body, what should have happened in that transition time of like contraction. So like physically contractions, get longer they get your breaks in between get shorter they start kind of waving on top of each other um she said that didn't even happen for you and right so that's where the intensity gets so so great right the intensity heightens the highest point right before the promise comes and she was like you you skipped that like the whole net she said the whole negative part of like that it has to be so bad right before the good when you do it god's way he wow. was like, I've never seen that before in any of my births that I've been to. So anyway, just another note to add to that analogy. It's like, wow. no, the intensity does heighten and you want to quit right before. And if you do it in the earth way, you can scream and bulk all you want. You still have to push the baby out, but the supernatural way you get to skip the hard part. <laughs> so okay, there's some let's more talk about that
0: thought. <laughs> yeah i'm like holy cow
1: i even see that in our lives because i really feel that my entire birth process was the lord giving us a template in the physical of what he wants to do for us in the supernatural and so even in the last four weeks since she's been born there have been some things that we've gone through some promises that we've been believing for that i'm looking back i'm like oh we totally did that the earth way I mean, even this morning, like I'm still struggling at times. Like I can't do this. I have to quit. Like where right? the, you know, the, the, emotions, the feelings that come up and yeah. physical exhaustion is, is not a joke. Like it kind of messes with your brain when you don't sleep. But I, I, I was noticing something that had happened probably a week ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, we experienced the intensity and we experienced the transition. Of like, maybe we can't do this. Maybe we just have to quit this thing that we're believing for. And I'm like, oh God showed us. You could have done it a different way right? If we had like stayed more anchored to his word and renewing our mind, but we, we have the choice in the Valley to, or not to anyway. So just so fascinating to even seeing it now in other areas of our life that have nothing to do with birth. It's like the transition is optional. That intensity, the panic, the freak out is completely optional.
0: We get to decide. Wow. Wow. It's like blowing my mind a little bit. So there's like very specific scenarios that are coming up that I'm like,
1: or that you could look back and be like, oh, it all worked out. I mean, and it could be big stuff. It can even be small stuff of like, I'm not going to make my flight. I'm not going to make my flight. I'm not going to make my flight. And then you're sitting in your seat like, oh, wow, I made it. Everything's fine," <laughs> You know, but it's like your pit starts sweating and you're already thinking about how your whole day is ruined because at least I do, because you missed your flight and yeah. you know, all the connect, you know, all the logistical stuff. And it's, and then you're sitting in your seat and you're like, oh, I guess, I guess I made it. I made it. You know, so it's like, what if that, what if all that? the intensity and the panic before whatever promises that you're believing for? Like, what if that's optional? And I experienced that in this birth where the other four, I 100%, I can't do this. I mean, I physically blacked out, like freaking out. You know, I have people in my face. You got to come back, like, wake up, look at us. You got to push this baby out. It's like, there's a better way.
0: Wow. Okay. So you had four births in like the natural and it was like, excruciatingly painful and yeah and add- so
1: natural and i to define our terms mm-hmm. when i when I'm t- i've been talking about the natural way or the earth way that's not that's doing it totally based on what man's assumptions are so i had four births that some would say naturally in the way of like i had them without drugs by choice but i still had them also so i'm kind of using the word natural in two different ways. So I want to make sure that's clear. One is like a natural birth meaning that I did it without drugs. The other version is natural as opposed to supernatural that we still did this in the earth way, very the, the cursed way, right. Very pain filled way. So I had my first four on purpose without, you know, epidural, anything like that, but it was not, they were not pleasant, peaceful experiences. Um, And I I still chose to do them, you know, each after the other. Mm -hmm. I I believed that what I was gonna go through in a very short and temporary amount of time, even if eight hours is temporary, six hours, right, whatever you want to call temporary, I believed that whatever whatever pain I was gonna go through was a constant and I knew I wasn't wouldn't be harmed, that I would be okay. I I preferred to take that over the unknowns of drug risks. So I Mm -hmm. still I I still made that choice. That was what I what I felt was best for me and for my baby and the safest thing for us to do was to do it without adding in these adverse effects that can come with medicine but um, now now I have a supernatural experience of no drugs but also no pain no panic um, and doing it in a way that that it came how God intended birth to be before it got cursed in the garden with Eve yeah bless her
0: bless her okay <laughs> so just for clarity so that people Cool, like understand the terms first of all you did none of them were a c-section correct correct like you never had a yeah, i had okay, two cool.
1: two water births and then two they call them land i feel like that reminds me of a cow but like a, in the birth world they're like <laughs> oh water birth or land birth i'm like i was not birthing in a pasture i'm not going to call them land <laughs> You do some grass around you? That's just me. No, maybe dirt. some do. I mean, I'm in the crunchy community goes way further on the spectrum than where I fall, but maybe some do. Anyway, to okay. to water, to land, if we're really using the terms. Okay, not, cool. not in a pasture.
0: <laughs> no dirt was involved. And if nobody's heard about this before, because it's it was like pretty recently that I even heard about this, of like yeah. there was even more of. Like what Jesus did on the cross, but you talked about like the pain filled, curse way. Yeah. Can you do like a little um, explanation of like what that difference is between like the pain? Yeah, curse absolutely. Way then- so
1: I feel like, I feel like, in whether you're in the Christian world, religious world, or not. I feel like we all have the belief that birth is incredibly painful. I don't think you have to look very far to see that depicted in movies to see that, you know, your everyone has their heart, you know, their four wisdom tooth tale that they want to tell of like, well, this is how bad my birth was. Um, you know, everyone has, has their story or their mom's story or, you know, all the things. And I was given that, I mean, I was told like, Oh, I was birthed. I, I was, I was a C-section birth and my mom had had, um, shingles when she was pregnant with me that was terrible and there was a huge thunderstorm when I was being cut out and the power went out I mean it's like (sighs) couldn't get worse right like we all I mean so we're all handed these stories of how terrible birth is and where that originates from is in the, uh, the first book of the Bible. And I think it's second chapter of Genesis or so. We all know Adam, you know, take, or Eve takes apple, eats the fruit. God comes and says, he curses Adam, curses the ground because of you. Now with painful toil and sweat, you will have to work the ground. And to Eve, he looks at all women that will come after her and say, you know, you will have um, painful birth in p- severe pains in childbirth. And so that's just what we've all accepted. And so where this idea of what a supernatural birth mean, if you look at, and I don't have specific references written down, but basically I came to an understanding of the Bible that when Jesus came and died on the cross, he didn't just give us a ticket to heaven, which if that was all he did, that would have been enough and would have been amazing. But he came and it says that he became the curse for us. I think it says in Galatians, he became the curse and took every part of the curse on him so that we could be redeemed from it. And for some reason, that's just not taught that childbirth was also part of that curse. We're like, oh yeah, I no longer have to be bound to fear. Like we accept that. Yay, I no longer have to be bound to my addictions. Like, yeah, I received that freedom. Like there are a lot of things that are taught that we're like, oh yeah, Jesus paid for the curse. Like now when we, we die, we get to go to heaven. However, expansion, there's more. That curse that he died for also covers, like he came to restore, he came to restore Eden. And so pre the curse, childbirth was not intended to be ever, he didn't design it to be painful or traumatic. And so when I just had this, came to have this understanding of the Bible and what Jesus made available, it's like, well, I will take that ice cream flavor. Like mm-hmm. add that scoop to my cone, right? Like who doesn't want that if I, if you know that that's available? So that does that answer the question? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because so it's that's available. That's kind of where the whole premise comes from is that Jesus died, he became the curse, his word says, and that includes the reversal or removal of the curse of childbirth on
0: women. Wow. Okay. So wow. a month ago, you got to have this like pain-free birth. I did. Okay, so you did some work before, which I know on like, hey, obviously there were four births, they're extremely painful, but can you tell that story of this pain-free? I'm like so excited for this. I'm like, oh.
1: I can I can't and it. I also wanna tell, cause I'm sure you don't know this piece of the story. I also wanna tell, yeah. I knew that this was available with my fourth. And I mm-hmm. uh, so with my um, fourth baby was born at the end of 2020. And I was hoping for a supernatural birth. So when you, when you say like I did the work, um, I didn't, I was, I was hoping for it. I knew that it was available and I didn't receive it. And so there was a lot of, there were a lot of questions that I asked of the Lord. And then I asked of myself, I know that his word says he's no respecter of man. So that means that God is not up in heaven waving his wand saying, I'm going to sprinkle healing dust on you, but not on you. I'm going to give you a supernatural birth, but I want you to suffer. So I knew that it wasn't on him. The issue had nothing to do with like, sometimes he does says yes. And sometimes he says, no, that's not, I can't find that in the Bible. It's not in my Bible. And so if he, if he's made this available and by his stripes, I am healed. Not that I will be, I am. And he's no respecter of man. I was left with a lot of questions. Like yeah, what, what happened, what went wrong, where, why, how did I think that I was prepared for this? How did I think that I was going to receive this? And I didn't. And so I share that just for anybody who maybe has heard of this concept and I hate to use the word tried it, but like is going to shoot it down and say, that doesn't work. Like I, I believed for, I knew this was available and I didn't get it. I want to tell you, I can identify with that. So there was, I, I started to, in my mind, it felt like a significant Um, place of mindset work that I needed to do believing for this with my fifth, because I already had the disappointment to overcome and the doubt of like, if you thought this was going to work one time and it didn't, what makes you think that you could receive this a second time? So I just want to share that part because it was 100% on my end. It was 100% where my thoughts were, there were, um, there were just deep-rooted beliefs. And I mean, basically our belief can work in two ways, right? It can either work for faith or it can, it can work for doubt. It, it's, it can't, you're either believing in the outcomes that you don't want, or you're believing the outcomes that you do want. And as, as I asked the Lord to show me like what went wrong in that birth, where did it break down? Like he graciously showed me with my fourth, like, this is where you believed more in doubt. Like this was the moment you handed it away. This is what wow. was spoken to you by your midwife. And you chose doubt over faith. And That was the outcome that I received. So again, going back to what we talked about in the Valley, whatever you're expecting now, it might not be what you're hoping for. You say, no, I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping for something better. No, but your results prove what you were really, truly expecting. Like what your subconscious was expecting. You might've wanted to make a million dollars with your last business launch, But what you did come home with shows what you were actually expecting, right? Expecting versus hoping. So faith is very different than hope. Hope is kind of in the clouds. Oh, I hope, you know, I hope it, it, it might rain. It might not. I hope it's a pretty day tomorrow. There's no faith in that. And so I realized I had hope. I knew what was possible and I was hoping that it would work for me. Yet when push came to shove, I was more committed to my doubt than I was to my, to my faith. So yes, there, and I'm going to, I'm going to pause there and see if you have any questions that come up with that. I absolutely want to share the story of, of what, of the transformation and the birth that came, but I, I have to share that part for anybody who feels like, no, I've hoped for something before. Like I, I read it in God's word and I believed it and it didn't work for me. So that means it doesn't work. Please, yeah. please hold that thought carefully when you assume that just because it didn't work this time that that makes his word untrue that's a very um it's a slippery slope when we make that assumption
0: yeah so is it like this aspect of like we get to choose whatever we agree with so it's like we're either agreeing with doubt or agreeing like with the word of god which what there's like over seven thousand promises in here like that we have available and access to and it's just like which way do you want to turn like which one yeah. do you want to look at? Which one do you want to agree and with? And
1: our beliefs are created out of two things. Beliefs are created out of experience and they're created out of exposure. So what have we already talked about with birth? Our exposure, starting with the second one, first of everything that culture says about birth is that it's painful and that it's awful and I should start screaming and I should start moaning and start yelling for drugs. And my experience with, at, when it came to the labor of baby number four, my experience had already shown that I had three past painful labors. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, I thought I had done the work, but I, there was a lot to override there. My belief of how that birth was going to go. My exposure says it's terrible and my experience. And so I wrestled with that coming into this last one where I'm like, but I have four painful births. Like, how do I just expect something else to happen? So that's the work that needs done when we're trying to change a belief. And I just, I hadn't got to the root of it um when it came time for my fourth one that i was more convinced of my exposure and my experience mm. that this is how it has to happen than i was of of creating a new belief that is going to be stronger than the old one a new belief of what god's word
0: says so how do you create that, that new belief that's stronger than the old one <laughs> get help.
1: (laughs) Um, no, get, get, get mindset work, get mindset coaching with someone who has received what you have received. And that's Mm. exactly what I did. So I, I, I needed to borrow somebody else's belief. I needed to borrow, um, another, actually I was working with two coaches, but specifically one on birth who had received this. Um, multiple times before, and so sometimes the very first way that we have to start, it's like if I want to plant sunflowers and I don't have any, I could come to you and say, "Hey, Mary, you have tons of sunflowers in your garden. Can I have one of those?" And I'm gonna like, I don't even know how plants work, but like break open the seeds, and I I need to borrow yours to get some seeds to plant in me, right? Mm-hmm. To plant in my garden. And so sometimes the way we have to start is we have to borrow belief from somebody else and plant that enough in ours until we can grow it for ourselves. And so that was, that was what changed it for me was before I was trying to like create my own belief on my own and I wasn't able to do it, especially because birth, there's a time frame. I don't have one year five years to figure this out. Like I have however many months left that I decide I'm going to want, you know, to try to work on this. So borrowing mm-hmm. someone's belief of someone who's gone through this before, um,
0: was crucial. Yeah. Being able to step on their faith because they've already yeah. seen it. And it's yeah. already happened for them.
1: Yeah, to lean on it for them until I can hold it, hold it enough for myself.
0: Wow. Was there like a moment that while you were like in that coaching process and like borrowing the belief where it was like something clicked and it was like, okay, like you felt like you turned a table, or was it just like gradual?
1: Um, that's a great question. For me, no. Um, right. I know for some women who've had a supernatural birth, they're like, oh yeah, clicked, got it. I believe that. Easy peasy. Great. Um, I felt like I was a difficult mindset case, which my husband would probably tell you in many things. I was a difficult mental case. Um, I just was, I, there were so many belief blocks. I'm like, but this and this and this, and I asked for, I asked the Lord for specific confirmation. I, I said, I know what you have in your word and that's enough. So I'm not saying that I need more than this, but about 35 weeks pregnant I had heard someone tell that like oh yeah God gave me this vision and said I was gonna have a pain-free birth and I was like cool and I did I'm like okay I want a vision I want confirmation so I started praying asking and for confirmation he sent it several days later in the most through the most amazing person and most amazing story somebody he had actually I so I had a whole birth uh, vision board that I created of verses and like declarations and things that I was believing for and i had read a book so here's one area that clicks i i'm i am tying this together I, had, I was reading a book about like healing your identity and who you believe god says you are right getting in more agreement with who god says i am that i'm redeemed and restored versus who the world or the enemy says that i am anyway one of the questions that was really powerful to me was if you got this if you received your healing right in this in this moment my healing was for birth if you receive this who else? Could this impact? Like, who else could be benefited by your vision? And so the Lord showed me the name of this beautiful woman that I've been befriending over the last probably six to eight months. And she's believing for something, something big in her life. And and he just showed me her face and said, If if you get this, if you fight for this, like how much of an encouragement could it be that she could receive? The healing that she's believing for and so that had been he had shown me that several weeks prior i like creepily stalked her on facebook and like screenshotted it like one of her profile pictures got the picture printed i'm like okay this is sound looks so weird that i'm like printing her picture and i didn't even tell her that i'm doing this i had just put her picture on my vision board that day two o'clock in the afternoon nine o'clock that night she's the one that sent me the text that said, Katie, God just told me you're gonna have a pain-free birth. Never met her face-to-face in my life. Like, what? Wow. (laughs) What, that God would use her? And she was like, I normally am not this kind of person. Like, I don't speak words and prophecies over people, but I'm sitting here doing something else. And plain as day, the spirit just said, Katie's gonna have a pain-free birth and then I have to tell you. And I'm like, well, it's not a coincidence because I literally just put your picture on my vision board today. So as far as something clicking, I share that because it's like, okay, there was that moment. And I, I, I did believe it right then. If the baby had come that night, I would have been so in it. I will tell you the further I got away from that. Cause I was still a few weeks before she was born. I, the confidence started waning, mm-hmm. but I will tell you for anything that you're believing for, right. Cause I want, this applies to people who are listening bigger than just if you're ever going to have a baby when you have a vision that's outside of yourself, when your vision, when accomplishing your vision, your dream, whatever it is that you're praying for, when there are people outside of you that it matters for, I don't want to make this a statistic, but like The chances that you're going to stay in faith, we will we will fight for other people more than we fight for ourselves. So the chances that you're gonna push for this, you're gonna go for this, that you're gonna stand in faith is like we're so quick to let ourselves down, but we're not as easy to let other people down. And so the minute that I had her face on my vision board, it was like there was something in me that said, I want this just as much for her as I do for me. This isn't about avoiding eight hours of pain anymore. This is about what could this make possible for her? What could this now make possible for other people? And that applies to any vision in your life. My kids and I just watched the new movie Rise about the Ana Kupo family, who's um, three. There are five brothers in their family. Three of them are in the NBA. And I was showing my kids. I actually just sent got this picture printed of three of these brothers in the NBA because my kids are really my boys are really into basketball they had such a vision for their family they wanted to play basketball not so they could have fame and stardom right whatever the thing is that you're wanting or wanting to avoid right in my situation pain maybe in someone else's situation money approval fame whatever it is they didn't want it for themselves they wanted it for their parents this kid said this line it made me tear up he said if it'll help mom and dad i'll get that good it wasn't for him. So when your vision becomes outside of yourself and when it becomes for someone else, you will fight for that. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: that was a, and my coach even told me, she said a huge difference in the people that I coach the people who receive the supernatural birth versus people who don't are people who had a vision outside of themselves, bigger for themselves, because you will let yourself down more easily than you will someone else. Wow. So that really didn't acutely answer your question of the moment that it clicked, but I wanted to make clear of like the when I got the idea of this vision is bigger than me. And as I let that grow and grow and grow and grow and I continued to expand my vision, the more I got closer to my due date, it was more about who this was gonna impact Mm -hmm. outside of myself than it was about me. And that was a huge stark contrast between this birth and Mm -hmm. my fourth, where I was only about me. I just wanted no pain. And then I threw it away at the first moment where doubt came in. Wow. So your vision so like has to be bigger
0: re- than you. Yeah. That was so powerful. And yours is.
1: I mean, I think of you even sharing this story. It's like your vision isn't just like, oh, I want these accolades so I can tell my family I was successful and like, look at how many people I helped and like, look at my numbers. It's like, no, you want to help other people live the dream that's inside of them yeah. and like give voice to that. And so it's like, that's what drives you. So when your vision is not for yourself and your status and your lifestyle, when it's bigger than other, when it's bigger than you and expands to other people, that's the one that you're going to fight for.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you show up and do that every day. You're an amazing example of that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, you can hold on to that faith so much more than just like, I want X dollars in my bank account.
1: Because at the end of the day, we know that that's not fully satisfying. Like we want, we're, we're designed, one of, our, one of our intrinsic needs is contribution we have to contribute and if we're not contributing and we're just accruing for ourselves, it becomes unsatisfying. But when you add in that contribution piece, and that's where a lot of like women that I'll coach or moms who, you know, they feel like they've lost sight of themselves and they don't realize like, all oh, it is a perspective shift of, do you realize how you're contributing to your kids? Do you realize you're already, like you, you're, you're not aware that you have this need and there's a potential where in your life where you could be meeting this need, you just don't even see, the power of contribution that when we expand that and it's bigger than just us then that's where life gets really fun and more fulfilling
0: yeah it gets to be fun and fulfilling and all the things yeah it's amazing
1: yeah okay i know you want details what do you want like tell me okay. what you want.
0: <laughs> like let's get to number five already <laughs> Yeah, I'm like okay, but no, I'm glad we went through this backstory because I think that it makes it so
1: crucial. Yes, it's it's so
0: necessary, and it's like fill in birth with whatever it is that you're believing for, like anything. Birth is X in this situation. You are just the example, and you are just the testimony of what's possible. And one of the other things
1: that was so wild that the Lord showed me in the weeks since she's been born is how, right. How this birth specifically this, I'm not saying that every birth is, but because I was praying for supernatural birth, I thought that meant that it was going to be pain-free. God is like, I'm going to blow the top off of what you thought was supernatural birth. Like it's, there are still things that he's showing me. I'm like, what? You mean that parallel to this? You mean this, like every hour, Mary, of how the, the thing went was prophetic wow. it was nuts and he still hasn't even shown me all of it but one of the things that I realized afterward was okay when you're in when you're in the midst of it so labor started and stopped over like a day and a half and I've never had that before I've I've, I've always been like okay we start we're in early labor active labor, baby comes. so I've never had like oh where it's going it's coming and now it's stopped and now it's going and coming and now it stopped and in those stop times I'm like well how many why is there a problem right? Okay. I want you guys to listen. If you're a business owner, I want you to put on the lens, hear the template. This isn't about birth. Hear the template for a second. If you're a business owner, oh, I thought things were moving and now they stopped. And I thought things were moving and now they stopped. And I'm concerned that it's going to keep starting and stopping. And I'm going to run out of time, money, energy resources before this thing actually comes to. So what if I put in all this work in the start and stop and I'm, I'm toast Mm -hmm. before the thing even happens. So I was having this fear of, I'm running out of energy. I, I went two nights without sleep before she was born. She was born at 2.36 in the afternoon. I didn't sleep. She was born on a Thursday. I didn't sleep Thursday night. I didn't sleep Wednesday night. And so all in this in between, I'm thinking, how can I have a supernatural birth if I'm so freaking exhausted and worn out and tired? And there's this start and stop and this start and stop. But here's the beautiful template with birth. The promise is undeniable. If someone told me that Thursday morning, as I've been in the start and stop, but before she came eight hours later, said, you know what? I don't, I'm sorry to tell you this. I don't think you're having a baby. I don't think there's a baby coming. You'd laugh at them. You would never go tell a person who's 40 weeks pregnant. I was 41 weeks pregnant. Okay. I was huge. You would never go tell us. I'm sorry. I just, this thing you're believing for, I don't actually think it's coming. Like that's insane. Of course, a baby's coming. And so what the Lord showed me was, what if you believed in my promise, birth excluded, this is just a template in the physical to show what I'm doing in the supernatural. What if you believe that the promise that you're believing for that you that you found in my word was as inevitable as a baby has to come out. It doesn't matter how much we start and stop. It doesn't matter if this happens for two days, or four days, or seven days, or it doesn't matter how tired I get. You can't tell me there's not a baby coming at the end of this. So what if in the start and stop of whatever it is that you're believing for, what if we believed as firmly in the promise? Like, I don't care how long this goes. There's a baby coming. You can't stop it. What if he's birthed that promise in you of like, okay, let's do this. But in the moment, it feels terrible. In the moment you question, well, how long is this going to go on? Am I going to, am I going to have the strength to make it? Right. And he showed me afterwards, like, what if everything else that you're believing for, you believed you had as much faith in that as you had faith that there was going to be a baby coming out of your body? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if I knew that, I can keep waiting. I can keep this, we can keep up, keep up the start and stop. Yeah. If I, know, if I know that I know that I know that I know that Abraham was fully persuaded right when his body was as good as dead if he was fully persuaded of what god's word said we can do this all day long yeah so yeah the start and stop was all of it was a template of there's a promise coming yeah and and you get to decide do we suffer through it do we have the transition panic moment where you throw your head back and you block out and you say, you can't do it anymore, or you do get to ease right on through it. And then woo, baby came out. Yeah. That What's suffering is optional. Huh?
0: That suffering is optional.
1: Totally optional. But people will fight that so bad and be like, no, it's not. Let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. Then I have to tell you what happened to me. I'm me what happened to my mom. It's like, right. With all respect, all right. what, was, what was the belief? Yeah. If the belief is that this is suffering and it's going to be bad, then that's exactly what will happen.
0: Wow. So when did active labor actually start? Um so yeah, early
1: labor started Tuesday night and then just was like on and off Tuesday night, all day Wednesday. We called our doula to come um at she got here like 11:30 on Wednesday night. I thought we were trucking. I thought we were rolling. I'm like, we're making great progress. I had told him like, this is gonna be a party. We're gonna have a great time. This is like a God party. So we like pulled out games and I'm like pausing to just like kind of breathe through contractions and we're playing quirk at like two in the morning. And I thought we were making progress then it stopped again, like it had been doing start and stop, start and stop. So active labor probably finally started. It was it was less than three hours once it finally started. So active labor probably started at like 11, 11.30, Thursday morning. And then she came at two 30.
0: Wow. And so what was that process of like actually starts around 11, she comes at two.
1: Yeah. Um, that actually was the most peaceful process. I, the doubt that I was wrestling with was just so loud in my ear in the start and stop. And, and I'm experiencing like, right. You're going through all the things, your body's being reminded of what past labor was there were certain thoughts that could never have come up in all my coaching it only could come up when I'm remembering what labor feels like and I'm like I'm feeling this I'm feeling intensity I'm feeling like these these strong body sensations like is this pain is it not pain so there was a lot that I was really working on my mindset with in that you know day and a half and then by the time she by the time we started getting into active labor, it was, we were like set in stone. It was, it was solid. It was done. Um, contractions started getting more tense. And in, in, in the past, in past births, they tell you like, like loosen your jaw and like keep your shoulders relaxed. You want your body to be able to like open and not like tighten up and clench up, right? So like one like labor sound that women can make is like this low, like, ooh, like just to like keep everything open. Cause if you start screaming like, ah, like that tightens, right? So that doesn't help your uterus push a baby down if you're tightening up. So I like the contractions were getting intense and I started to kind of make that sound just to try to stay relaxed. I'm like, I don't want to make this sound. This reminds me of like past births. And so I'm like, I'm going to sing. Cause one of the things that I'd wanted was I wanted, I wanted there to be praise. I wanted this, like this Holy spirit fire here. I wanted the Lord's presence to be like tangibly felt. And we, um, we enter his gates with Thanksgiving, right? We enter his courts with praise. And it's so, like, we're moving into his presence. We're going to praise. So I just start singing during contractions and i'm like i can get louder if i want to get louder if my voice cracks like who's really going to make fun of me hello like everyone's cheering for me right now and i say everyone tom and um so we did we chose not to have um a midwife we i just wanted a doula to assist really with cleanup afterwards i wanted to be just like so aware of what my body was doing what it was designed to do intuitively i didn't want to be relying on someone else telling me like am i at a four am i at a seven am i allowed to push like I had abdicated so much authority in the past birth, like waiting for someone to give me permission or to like, tell me what my body was doing. And so I didn't want, I didn't want that. I wanted someone who, who could help if there was an issue, but I like, just let me do my thing. Yeah. Anyway. So that was
0: such a key point that you just said, you'd given all of your authority to somebody else. Like when we ask other people, like, can I do this? Should I do this? Am I
1: Okay. Yeah. And I was also asking them, like, I wanted them to tell me a huge piece of my coaching was I had this fear that I was going to run out of energy. Cause this is what happened in my others that I was going to run out of energy before the baby came. So that was a huge fear that I had that like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to be done. And labor's not actually done yet. And I would always be checking that with my midwife. Like, okay, will you check me and tell me like what I'm only at a four. Like, are you kidding? Like four means I still have hours left to go and I don't want to do this for hours. Like what? I'm only at a seven, right? So I was always wanting someone else to tell me like any woman who's ever been checked in labor wants to be told she's a freaking 10 you're yeah. you're done we're at the end like don't labor for eight hours and tell me i'm a two i will like punch you in the face yeah. right so we're always like we get mad about that And i'm like i don't want to get mad about that i don't even want the temptation to ask someone how i'm doing because god tells me how i'm doing and he says that i'm ready and equal for anything and he infuses inner strength into me from philippians 4 13 amplified version so i'm i haven't i'm infused it doesn't matter yeah. where i'm at so i didn't even want the temptation to have someone telling me how i was doing because God told me how I was doing. So those last three hours, we start actually probably the last active labor started 1130. We probably moved back to our room to fill the tub up at like 1230 or one. I think one was when I started singing and we just sang for the next hour and a half till she was born at 230. And it was so amazing. It was like, it was so incredible. So we would just sing and I won't sing like on our podcast, but, um, I I love hymns. We sang like greatest thy faithfulness. And we sang the goodness of God, like all my life, you have been faithful All my life. You have been so, so good. We sang promises, you know, great. uh, Now I have to sing like great is your faithfulness to me. And we just kept singing and singing and singing. And those contractions get more intense. Like the singing gets more intense. And it was funny. I look back at one of the videos. I can send you this if you want Mary. Yeah. Um, I, i'm singing this like just in the in the tub and then i start going to the bridge and i like i'd start in a key that was way too high so we're like at the end of labor where it should be like so intense and i'm like i put my, i'm like oh sorry that was way too high hold on let me think let me gotta drop it down and it's like who cares if it's too high like that's, that's my voice is cracking we need to find a different key we just sang and sang and sang and sang and the lot the um resurrection the the resurrected king is resurrecting me we stayed on that one for a while and the last one that we just sang her out was the blessing um with carrie Job of <gasps> lord bless I got chills and keep you and we just sang it and sang it and sang it and if you really are like feeling these massive body sensations it wasn't pain but that part was like Ah, oh, man like you can belt that It doesn't matter how, what you're feeling in your body. That's so strong. I was just, and it's like, I wasn't in pain, but there's a baby moving out of your body. Like it was intense. I was feeling these sensations and we just sang and sang and sang. And, um, and then she came out. Wow. The end. Okay. (laughs) but it was, it was so different. And I really think there was a, sh- there was a choice that I made. So, right. I, the Lord showed me the choice that I made with my fourth son, where I went into doubt and it was a very intentional choice where I'd started making those low sounds. And I'm like, this reminds me of the past. And one of the verses on my vision board was I, I forget the past. I forget mm-hmm. the past and I fasten my heart to the future. Instead, I, I run towards the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal. And I like a lot of stuff in, um, passion translation and amplified version. So you might be more familiar with, you know, like new King James or whatever, but I forget the past. I needed freedom to forget the past. I told myself that over and over, I would meditate on that as I went to sleep, as I was preparing for labor, Katie, you're free to forget the past and you fasten your heart to the future instead to reach this divine invitation. And so at that moment was this critical point of like, no, I'm going to forget the past. I'm not going to moan. Like I did before we have a divine invitation. There's a heavenly goal. We're going to sing. And like that, that was where it started getting good. Like that was where it started getting like fun. And I was weeping like multiple times. I was, I was crying at realizing like, Oh my gosh, I, I I have it. I received it. Like I was, I was just weeping like, God, you are so good. Like, like it's here. This is it. And one of the things that I want to share before we get off, there were two things I was thinking about sharing, but one of the things that was so powerful, the Lord told me, um, I think the day before. It was sometime in the last week because I delivered at 41 weeks. And so that final week was a struggle for me to stay in that mindset because I just wanted to be done. And one of the things he said was, oh, and I also wanted, I wanted the, I wanted like one of those 30 minute stories. I wanted one of those, like, I woke up in the middle of the night to go pee and like, oh, baby's coming out. Whoop, you know, like whoop, there it is. And like, okay, I could believe for that. I could believe supernatural if they just like fall out. But to go through the whole process of labor, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can stay in it. I don't know if I could experience all the things that I've experienced four Mm. painful times now. Like, can you just read, can you give me a different story? If we make this on a totally different planet, I could maybe stay in for that. But if we have to go through it the way we've always gone through it, I'm going to be so tempted to go back to the past, go back to the past. Like, I know how this goes, go back to the past. And so I so badly wanted it to be this like other planet experience. And yet he was like, no, 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 no. We, he told me, he said, I'm going to take you through every place. So by his stripes, I am healed yet. I still felt like I had scars left Mm -hmm. over, right? These residual, almost like scar tissue. Like, yeah, I'm healed. I'm not bleeding anymore, but he said, I'm going to go back through every single place where you've carried pain and I'm, you're already healed. I'm going to remove the scars. Like with my presence, I'm going to remove the scars as if they were never even there. And I'm going to walk you through all the places where you've carried this pain so that I can remove the scars. And my presence is going to cover you. And my presence is going to be enough for you. And it's, it's going to leave you, you won't be able to go through it unchanged. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to leave you different. Mm. And it scared me. Like, that's a beautiful word, but it scared me. Like, I don't want to go back through all the places. I don't know if I really think your presence is going to heal all that stuff. Like, I don't want it to be that way. And so part of my labor story and the process was it had to be exactly that way. And all the sessions were drawn out. All the sections of labor actually took longer this time than before. Cause he's like, I want, like, I'm giving you my kiss of peace. That was another one of my verses. This is the Lord who gives his strength and might to his people who gives us his kiss of peace. He's like, I'm giving you your kiss of peace in early labor. You're not going to throw up like you did all the other times I'm giving your kiss. I'm giving you this kiss of peace in, in active labor. I'm giving you this kiss of peace in transition. You're not even going to experience it. And so one of the things that he said the day before was, I want to serve you. I'm going to seat you at my banquet hall of healing, and I'm going to serve you this multi-course meal of your birth. And every course is going to be more fulfilling and more satisfying than the last. And I'm like, no, that's not how birth goes. Like it gets worse right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing okay now, but I don't know if i will be okay in an hour. I'm doing okay now, but I don't know if I'm going to be okay when we get to pushing, right? Like,
0: yeah. and I
1: know you haven't gone through, it. I'm talking to you like, yeah, you know, for all the babies you've had, yeah. whatever it is, right? Whatever, like whatever you are in business, I'm doing okay now. But if, if, if we get to this point and the baby hasn't come, you know, whatever I'm trying to birth here hasn't come, I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Like I might, I might have yeah. lost my mind at that point. Anyway, so I'm like, that is totally backwards than how natural birth is supposed to go. And so I share all this to say that he had, you know, it was getting better and better and better. And we get to the end we're we're in the tub. And as soon as I got in the tub, I could reach down and feel her head was right there. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're almost, we're almost done. And so we're singing and we're singing and we're singing. And I'm kind of thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of ready to be done singing. Like, can this baby come? And he said, I don't want you to reach down. And see, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe her head's like right there, right? Like maybe she's about to come out. Like we're about to push, it's gonna be over. And he said, I don't want you to check. I don't want you to see if you're almost done because this is the finale. This is the final course. This is like the total buffet that I'm giving you we're doing the concert at the end for the dessert. Like he said, I want you to stay here. I want you to stay in my presence and you're okay. And we're actually just going to hang out here for a little bit because I'm loving all this praise and my presence is on you and you're covered and you're safe. And so we stayed probably an extra 10 or 15 minutes that if I had not been doing it this way, I would have been like, no, we're going to hold our breath and push the baby out. Right? That's what a midwife would say. Like, it's time to push. And God's like, it's time to praise. Like, we're not in a rush. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the other videos that was super powerful as I'm speaking, we're singing, but I'm speaking out loud. What he's telling me, I said, you are calm. You are covered. You can stay here. He's like, don't rush out of this. This is the best part. And it was so backwards to what I had experienced before, where it's like, how fast can I get out of this? And I think at one point I was joking to Tom and I'm like, okay, if this was the natural way, I would hop out of this tub, get on the floor and push a baby out. Cause I know how to do that. Like, My old brain is still telling me we need to get out of this fast because we're not safe. And he's like, this is the best part. This is a finale. So we just get praying and praising and I'm like praying and like prophesying over our doula and we're like all crying and we're just having this pray session. And then in one push, her head came out and then we waited two minutes, totally calm and peaceful. And then I just caught her and then the rest of her came out. I didn't even know that that was like, doctors will tell you that you can't do that like her head just in the water we're waiting for another contraction no rush no like quick push her out and then she came out wow it was like god's presence was just so it was so thick but he was just like no this is the final course You're not rushing out of what I've prepared for you. Like I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies, the enemies of fear and of doubt and of panic and terror and pain. And we're going to feast at this table because they are not invited. We're going to stay here and finish our feast. And then the baby can come.
0: Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. (gasps) Oh my gosh. There were so many things too that you said that I feel like are like key principles and like fundamentals of the fact that like you chose faith. Like when the doubt came up when it was like a day and a half, you chose faith. You were like, hey, let's do something different. You didn't do those like low, deep sounds. You were yeah. like, let's praise, let's do something different. You were like, we're gonna meditate on it and you're gonna enjoy it.
1: Like who, and thinks, as- who thinks they're gonna enjoy their birth? Like that's just not of this world. So when we say no. supernatural, that's what we mean.
0: Wow. And I kept thinking too, like you were saying like, Hey, if I could have a different planet experience, like then I'd be good. I could believe for that. But it's like, no, this are better.
1: Right. And you got the, he wouldn't, if it had been like, cause there was some story I read in one of my supernatural birth books that I'm preparing where she was like, I had this supernatural birth and she was, she was believing for no pain. Like she was believing the same thing. And the best thing for her was she got up in the night, went to pee literally like a baby was on the bathroom floor. I mean, she caught it, but like five minutes later, and I'm like, I want that. And God's like, that wouldn't be the best for you because I have to go back and heal your heart of all the pain and all the fear and the panic and the dread and the expectation of disappointment. Like for any, for any woman who have had babies who are, who can identify to this, when a midwife tells you that you're at a three, like disappointment, I wanted to be a seven. When they tell you you're at a six disappointment, I wanted to be able to push like all I had known in labors and I created it was right. Like maybe, maybe you've had that experience and you didn't process it that way. My, my brain did, but all I knew was disappointment in labor. This is taking too long. I wish this was faster. I wish it was a different time of day. I wish I had slept last night, whatever it is. I wish I wasn't throwing up. I'm so disappointed. And he was like, no, we have to go through this way so I can heal all the places yeah. where you've, where you've had this pain. And he was, cause he said it was never necessary. You Mm -hmm. never, my plan was not for you to ever go through that, but you did. And now I'm going to heal it. Wow.
0: Turns all things for good. Mm -hmm. It's incredible.
1: And the story now that I am so compelled to tell others is like, I didn't know it was optional. For the first three, I didn't. And then for the fourth, I, I just didn't have that belief built up. My doubt was stronger than my faith, but it's like, people need to know you it didn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be that way moving forward because most of us don't know you know i think of the story i don't know if you're familiar with the prodigal son where he was like living on his father's estate and then he left and then he came back super short version he never had to leave Mm -hmm. he never had to end up like homeless and starving and like eating you know food out of a pig's pen like that was optional yet the lord redeemed it for all good but he's like you all of these things that we go through. It's like, he's like, that wasn't my plan. That wasn't what I had designed for your life. Like I sent Jesus to restore all of it. But if you do go through that, I'll come, I'll heal it.
0: Mm -hmm. He still heals. Yeah. Wow. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I needed it today.
1: I needed to remember that. Like
0: all the goodness. Yeah. Yeah what has been or has anything that's like coming to mind that you want to share right now that you've seen more a month past this like incredible supernatural birthing experience? Like what, I'm sorry, what
1: new things have I seen about the birth as the month, as the month has gone by?
0: Both about the birth or just about like your life, like, you know, more of that you've seen of God's goodness, basically. Um, I will answer that in full
1: transparency. And I really feel like we went into another valley after the mountain. Yeah. Um I don't know if it was like the enemy wanting to come kind of like to take us down in other areas like oh like you got this like I'm going to help remind you of these other places to feel down or discouraged. Um and I or maybe it was just moving on to the next place but like we were on this spiritual high and it was like oh my gosh like anything is possible for a couple of days and, and I'm not even going to blame exhaustion at, you know, like sleep deprivation or anything like that at this point, I think it was all spiritual, but, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with this mirror, like I've heard other people teach on it before that, like the suck that comes after the win. Um, I hate me, Sorry. That's probably a terrible way to say it. I, one of my coaches encouraged me before she was like the the first time you have your like hundred thousand dollar day, like you're going to want to quit two days later, you're going to be in your bed crying, thinking like, what am I doing? And I'm like, what? Like, she was kind of talking about like the life stages of a coach. And she's been through that. She's like, this has been my experience. This is like how it goes. I'm like, no. Like, we all think when we get that one thing that we most wanted ever in the whole wide world, that we're going to be like so happy for so long. And I would never tell someone that to expect that. Like, right. I would never plant that belief of like, I'm hoping for something really amazing and then life is going to get terrible. But it has served me for people to help reflect me like on this side of it as I have. Been struggled like it has been a really low place the last few weeks that they're like it's totally normal Mm. and like it's temporary um so i want to give you like a better answer of like oh we went up and now we've just been like feasting on the view um and the lord is still showing you know more and more things of like what he did in that birth and like revealing more of his goodness through that but in full transparency like And a lot of it too. I mean, it could be just taking care of five young kids. I stopped meditating on my verses every day. Like when I needed the outcome so bad, I was so, I mean, I I told someone a few days before, I'm like, I have myself on a short leash. I don't have time to get offended at my husband. I don't have time to freak out about this. I don't have time to get upset about this. Like, because I don't want to be letting the enemy in. Like, I don't want to create any foothold. Like I am like fastened to God's word and I am rooted on it. And you're not taking me down. Cause I have this yeah. baby to get out and then, and then I got lazy and then she comes and we experience everything I wanted without vision. What does it say? Like a man perishes without vision. Yeah. I didn't have a vision for what was next. Everything I had worked for was this birth, which I received. And then it's just been a season of, I wasn't staying fast into my verses. I wasn't speaking them and declaring them because it was like, I don't need them anymore. I didn't have vision for what the next thing was. The next thing I was believing or hoping for. And so without renewing my mind daily to his word, staying anchored in it and without having a vision of what was next, like things got ugly. Yeah. Just real
0: talk. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I like felt like asking that and that I was like, should I go back? And so I felt like the, I, don't know, I felt the spirit tell me to ask that question. Yeah, And so I'm feeling like it was for me, but I'm believing that it was for somebody else as well to know that, Hey, like there's new levels. It's like that aspect of like, Hey, you have the mountain and then you have the low and then you have the new mountain and you have the new low, but the lows are never as low as the first one.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's just, I struggle with it because as a mindset coach, again, I wouldn't ever want to frame for somebody when you reach this great thing that you're hoping for expect disappointment on the other side I'm not you know because I don't want to create that on our ourselves but um I can also just share honestly what my story has been and maybe maybe other people's are different um you know and this can also be a learning experience for me of like stay anchored to truth like keep saying I mean not not saying not that like I don't have some like, you know, rosary where it's like, I have to say this prayer and say these verses, like it's it's not a, I'm not saying it's like a legalistic thing or like a, yeah. a ritual that I have to do, but like renewing my mind, just spending time reading his word or speaking his word out loud. Um, I feel like this, the valley that kind of came on the other side could even be, um, you know, is a place of growth for me of like, stay anchored when you think you've got it, when you think you're on the top and like, you'll never come down, like stay anchored. Yeah. yeah. So that, you know, maybe it's just a, the area that I needed to grow in to be prepared for the next thing. So that that fallback doesn't happen or maybe doesn't happen as, um, strongly.
0: Yeah. It's always new. Yeah. I, oh my God. There's so many aspects of the story that you just shared and of that's like literally like a blueprint. And it can be yeah. a guide for people and literally fill in the blank with birth. It can be business, it can be life, it can be health, yeah. so many other things. Yeah. So if somebody's believing for like the next aspect. If they're believing for let's go with birth specifically, like what would be well, we can we can stay in
1: birth and we can go to business. I mean it's like I'm yeah. I'm in you know invested in both of those. I know that speaks more your language, so whatever's more comfortable for you. Yeah.
0: yeah. So if we were to like, what would be the next step for somebody? If they're like believing for something big about business or about birth, like what would be your advice to somebody?
1: Yeah. So a lot of what I've shared was believing what God said in his word and the, the foundational premise that you, and again, this is just for me. That you have, if, if you want to experience, like you can experience really great results from an earth perspective. Like there are a lot of people who have made a lot of money that are very happy that have had a lot of kids and they had a pretty great life. Like just doing it based on like what's available from this natural realm. I want yeah. results through the curtain. I want the faith to utilize the faith curtain and like draw down results from the supernatural realm of what God's made available. And I would say the, the most basic belief that someone would have to have before you can apply any of this is that God is good and that he's good to you. Because if you, if you don't believe that, and someone could be hearing me right now telling these verses, like, that's a joke. Like God is just waiting to punish me or, or God has been punishing me. He's the reason that I'm sick. He's the reason I'm not married. He's the reason I had that stillborn baby. He's the reason I, my business has crashed. He's the reason I went bankrupt, whatever it is. Like, if you hold a belief that God is not good and not good to you, then any other pieces of this framework are not going to. Um, you know, are not going to build. And so that journey to, to gather that belief is going to be unique to each person, but I would say, start there. And maybe you already have that. If you're like, yeah, I believe he's good. He's good for me. Okay. Now find out what his word says and start agreeing with what he says more than what your exposure has said. And more than what your experience has said. Yeah. Cause if we believe with, if we believe anything other than what he says, then I'm calling him a liar. Um, but yeah, the most basic and if you can't believe that, I would say that's where finding the sign, finding someone who can, work. if you want that, if you don't want it, fine. If you don't believe he's good, don't go on your, go on your merry way with your bad self, like do whatever you want. But if you want to believe that he's good and you feel like you can't, my advice would be to go back to the same place where I started, where I had to borrow the belief of somebody who had received the birth that I want is mm-hmm. go borrow a belief from somebody who does believe that he's good and sit at their feet and hear their stories and you know, if, if that's working with a mindset coach to help with that, if that's just hearing testimonials of people who believe that God is good and he's good for them to borrow their belief, because that's the foundation without that, you might build up, put up some framework and some walls. They'll crash down every time. Cause that thought's going to come back. He's not good to you. Yeah. Like what made you think that he would actually do this? He's, he's not good. He kills, he kills people. He gives people cancer. He, you know, whatever, or he's not good to you you know, he's partial. He might be good to this person, but not to you. You've messed up too much. So that, that foundational belief has to be there.
0: Yeah. Has to become a core belief. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if it's not there
1: and you have a desire for it to be, you can absolutely work with someone and get help with that. So I don't, I don't want that to sound at all like, well, if you don't have it, you're, you're screwed. But, um, if that's a desire that if you want to build on these things that we've talked about and these we've shared about in these blueprints and his word and is, you know, holding on to these verses as true for your life, that core belief has to be there.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I want to share as well, because I know yeah. more of your story in like both you and Tom and what y'all have been mm-hmm. able to do. And y'all have seen like crazy things happen in your life, in business, in just like family life and what you're doing, where you're going, and things happening. And not just like the supernatural birth, but I loved this story and I wanted this story because one, I hadn't heard it yet, and two, I knew it was amazing. I believe it was the night that you had the baby that I texted you, and I was like, "Has she come yet?" Because I knew we had talked on Sunday, and I was in my kitchen, and I was like, "Katie had her baby," and I was like, "Where did Katie was not on my mind?" Like, (laughs) and it's a
1: week late. Like, how would I know when it when we're this is happening?
0: Literally. And so texted her, got a photo. It was amazing. But I want to share that that like Katie and Tom have seen some beautiful and amazing things happen because of that belief, because they've done the work. And it is absolutely incredible and has helped to build my belief because y'all have the testimony and you're willing to share. You're willing to share the fact that like, yes, this happened. Yes, we got the money to pay for the car. Yes, we got um the business that came in. Yes, we got the supernatural birth, but you're willing to share all of it. Yeah. You're not just sharing the mountaintop, but you're sharing, hey, here's like, yeah, doubt came in. This is what I did. Yeah. This is what this looks like. And so I just want to say, I appreciate that. Um, and Good. it means the world, the fact that you are willing to share all of it. Cause then I don't go into it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have the doubt. Am I doing something right, wrong? Cause
1: then you can't identify. Then you're like, well, that perfect person never struggled. They never believed for something and didn't get it. Right. Yeah. Like I processed for months, the disappointment of wanting the supernatural birth with my fourth and not getting it, you know, so being able just to hear, hear the transparency of like, okay, if you can identify that someone has gone through similar struggles that you have, then you could also see yourself, you could also believe, you know, see yourself picture, be able to picture yourself also receiving what they've received.
0: Absolutely. Um, so you're not like, your story isn't over yet with those whole aspect of like supernatural birth, you are like equipping and working with, new new moms like uh, expecting there we go yeah expecting moms
1: well expectant of anything they don't have to yet be expectant with a baby but part of of this vision that I had I knew and and this is I think it's a huge reason why I ended up receiving it was because like there was this there were very specific faces in my mind where it's like no I need this so that I can give this to other people so it, it had to be bigger than me um, of wanting to teach how to receive this not just if you're expecting a baby but if you're expecting one day a family or hoping for a family mm-hmm. and even wanting to conceive because the 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 enemy and the curse like it, it's twisted up in all of it right with with infertility yeah. with struggles getting pregnant with with miscarriages with stillborns right there is there the we see the effects of the curse through the whole process not just the end result in labor and and yeah. god's word and this template can be applied to all of it And so um, my, so one of my very best friends, um, her name is Danielle Fenster. She's actually the coach that I worked with weekly because she had received three supernatural births that I'm like, okay, I got to borrow your faith. Help me with my mindset. Help me with this. We kind of started, she was already building this out. And I'm like, okay, this, I, I'm so, she was building out the idea of equipping other women, right? Like to help me and to help other women on, on a bigger scale. And so as, as we started getting closer to my due date, I'm like, I have to be a part of this. Like I haven't even had the baby yet. And yet the transformation that I've uncovered you, your whole identity changes. Like it doesn't just affect birth, going through this transformation to, to believe this and to receive this and to walk in this level of faith. And so I was like, I have to be a part of sharing this with, with her. So um, yeah, you can find us at covenantbirth.com and we have an upcoming webinar that we're going to do um, to show people like to kind of share the story. I mean, to, to show like, what are the things that you need to believe? What's the process? What are the, what are the struggles that are going to come up of why people think that they can't receive this that they can't have it. Um, but yeah, we just want to, it's a toy totally free, you know, little class that we're going to do and show people, um, we don't have a date set yet, but, um, go to covenantbirth.com. We will put the date up there and yeah, we want to teach people what's possible because yeah. God has made the supernatural possible for your life. And I truly believe that he's given us community to help each other anchor
0: that and receive
1: that and receive it in each of our own lives.
0: It's all available. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to put the link uh, down below in the show notes, but Katie, you are absolutely incredible. Your story, the fact that you are willing to share, if somebody wants to connect with you personally, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah. Right now, just social media right now, either through Facebook or through Instagram to find me. I think it's just at, or it's underscore, underscore Katie Herman for Instagram, or just search me, my accounts um, public on Facebook. Yeah. Thank you,
0: Katie. Thank you for sharing your story for helping to believe, helping to build other people's beliefs. And I'm pumped about this webinar.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I just appreciate you so much wanting me to share, even today specifically. Like y'all, when it says in Romans that faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God, like we got on this call, I needed a faith boost this morning. And so even... Um, And I'm also thinking too, the verse in Revelation, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So the blood of the lamb, that's Jesus, that's already done. We overcome the enemy of doubt, of confusion, of fear, of lack of all that crap that he throws through the word of our testimony. So we need to speak it. That is, that's one of the reasons that we're doing this is like, we need to share what our testimony is. So other people know what is possible. We need to strengthen our faith through hearing, through hearing his word, through hearing the testimony of other people. So I just thank you for inviting me to do this because I needed it today. I needed the (laughs) word of my own testimony and to hear, hear um, God's words because they're true and he is good and he is faithful and he's good and faithful to us.
0: He is good. All right, y'all definitely check Katie out. On social media, check out the free training that they are doing and enjoy the rest of your day. Katie, thank you again. I love you lots. You're amazing. Bye guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Dreamers and Action Takers. I'm honored that you are here, but before you go, I would love to give you a free gift. Would you take five minutes? to subscribe, rate, and leave a review below so that we can get this podcast and information in the hands of more people. I have a dream of working with a hundred million women and helping them to share their dream of the world. And I know that I can't do it without you. So once you rate and leave a review, if you would send a screenshot of that to the email podcast at thedreamers.co, and I'll send you a free gift. It's basically a broken down sales cycle of how to talk about your product or service online and customize it to yourself to get clients in the door. So I'm honored that you joined me today. I cannot wait to see you for the next episode and I hope you have the most incredible day. I'll talk to you soon.